Hi, my name's Sean Shaler. That's my friend Chris Ford, aka The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. And today we're talking about the, I'm going to say the biggest Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra plot holes. Not going to rank them necessarily. Chris is going to toss them up and then we're going to swing at them and we're going to decide just how egregious or not egregious they are in reality. And it's going to be a lot of fun. But before we do that, Chris, how are you? How was your week? What have you been up to? How's life? My week has been fine. I just got done writing this like presentation for this leadership program I'm in. And I am, uh, so I approached it in a way that I approach a lot of my videos. Which I told you that, John. Um, but weirdly enough, like I'm approaching the way of like, but throughout training, we had all these different trainings, like 20 or so trainings. And I would often think of like a movie or TV quote that epitomizes that training. And so the presentation we can do anyway, it was just like, hey, just summarize what you learned. You can do it however you want. And so I'm doing it as like, hey, here's a quote from something I love. And here, how does this relate to something aspect of, of the training? Thing is, I have like three Avatar quotes and like two Batman quotes and one The Greatest Showman quote, uh, <laughs> which I don't like love, love The Greatest Showman, but I kept thinking about this quote from The Greatest Showman. Which is like, let's wait until tomorrow starts tonight. And th this training is called getting things done. It's about like getting things done, essentially, like how to prioritize things and stuff like that. How to, anyway, not important. Um, but in the in my presentation, I'm not going to tell anyone where these sources are. I'm just going to be like, hey, you guys should go do your own homework. And if anyone can come back to me, not because I'm like embarrassed of where I get these quotes from, really only because, so there's five quotes. Two are from Avatar, two are from Batman, and uh, one is from Great Showman. I just, I would, if I shared where they're from, I would have rather had like five different sources and not just like three. So just for the sake of like, not consistency, I don't know, consistency, I don't want to share the, those sources of it. I mean, that's kind of fun though. That's a fun approach. Yeah. The quotes are because I forgot to share. From Avatar, it is um, three quotes. Iroh has this really great quote to Zuko in the episode, Bridge of Work, where he says, um, drawing, you must draw wisdom from, oh man, dang it. Those are from all different. Oh, must draw wisdom from, from many different places. If you take it from only one, it becomes rigid and stale. Understanding others, the other nations, uh, the other elements will make you become whole. Will help you become whole. I rephrase a little bit of it. I took out the nations and elements part, but like other strengths and weaknesses. That's essentially what he was getting to. Uh, strengths, weaknesses, and um, experiences, or that's not the word I use. That's a reasonable context like liberty in this case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other quote was from Iroh again. Uh, there's one quote about um, life is he's with Aang. It's in the episode Crossroads of Destiny. Him and Aang are walking down this tunnel, and, and Iroh says like sometimes Aang is unsure like what to do, whether he should like master the Avatar state by giving up Katara. And then Iroh's like, I don't really don't know. Like sometimes life is like this dark tunnel. Like you sometimes you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you keep. Moving forward, you'll come to a better place. So I have that one. That training has to do with resilience. <clears throat> um, the other trait, other quote I have, which I absolutely love, is uh, he tells Suzuko in the episode, also bitter work. Pride is not the opposite of shame, but its source. The true humility is the only antidote to shame. Great quote. Love that. <clears throat> that is, has to do with the TED talk called The Power of Vulnerability that we that we watch. Batman quotes, it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. That's from Batman Begins. I thought about how much I love that quote before. And another Batman quote from Batman Begins is why did we fall so we can learn to pick ourselves back up. That also has to do with just training about resilience. So anyway, been working on that. That's going to make for a great presentation. Try really hard to resist the urge to close it out by asking for subscribers and likes. That'll take people <laughs> yeah. 
that'll take people right, out, of the, uh, out of the out of the illusion. Like, comment, and subscribe. It's sincerely. Thank you for watching. I'm out. They're like Chris, where are you going? I'm out. <laughs> That's Although my friend Sean Saylor. You point over to the corner. There's nobody there. <laughs> Is he okay? Make sure like, you should... smash that like button. I've never said the word smash that like button. I, from a marketing standpoint, I'm never gonna like point fingers at people for asking for the likes and subscriptions, but the smash the it, like button, I don't like, why you gotta smash it? Why can't it be a regular it's, click? It's effective to ask people to do something. They are more likely to do it. Yeah, I'm on board with that. To do it. It is a little annoying, but there is like proof that this, there's research that that works. Absolutely. Uh, the smash the so like button. So with that said, hey guys, can't. please like <laughs> Please like this video. Please if, like it. If at the end of this video, if you liked it, it would be meaningful to us. If you just regular clicked the like button, um, it didn't do anything to you. You don't have to smash it. You can just like a nice tap. Smash that like button. Just a nice right there on the old on the old button. Double and, and subscribe smash. if you like. Hulk smash. But um, don't double smash, because then that will unlike smash once. No, it, or you smash can only smash times. in odd numbers. That's the rule. Yes. It has to be odd numbers greater than zero. That is the only appropriate number of times to smash a like button. Please. <laughs> um, okay. This video today is about Paul. Yeah, this and video. Chris, I'm People. excited about this one. I like, I like, it's, we're talking about our favorite TV shows of all time, basically, uh, talking about our favorite, but it's not that they don't have flaws that are kind of fun to, to call out and bring out into the open and make fun of them to some degree. I, I enjoyed that, and I think that's very transparent. I'm excited about this. Yeah. So, uh, me and Sean will go through, and I, I will bring up the plot holes that someone has. I did as people on Twitter and Facebook, Twitter responded with a few. Uh, what's some plot holes that bother them? Me and Sean will review them and say whether it is indeed a plot hole, a plot convenience, which is a lesser extent, uh, or a plot plug, which means, hey, it's cool, it's legit. There is no plot hole, there's something wrong with it at all. Um, for me, a plot hole is like bad writing that doesn't make any sense, that's really that I can't like even try to make right. There's there's probably there's some few here. I want to I want to note that for a plot, it does, and I don't I don't think there has to be an evident better solution to be a plot hole. It can still be a plot hole even if there's not like an immediate. Well, they should have just done this, and I'm like, oh, I don't think that's the case. I think it can just be a plot hole because it was poorly constructed. All right, so the first one I have here is not a big one. We'll start small. Um, so they make a lot of, in the Avatar universe, there are hybrid animals. And they make a big deal about this, except for Bosco. But there are other animals who aren't hybrid animals. There is, like, a mouse. The first things that Tana, um, bloodbends are mice. And then there's also wolves. What? I don't know. Think about it. Most people are doing terrible things to these non-hybrid it's animals because non-hybrid animals Garlock, get treated like crap. No, Nohatak and Unalak learn how to bloodbend by bloodbending wolves. And aren't there? And then I'm a bloodbend the uh, the mice. And then uh, the Earth Queen is known to eat Bosco, who was the only bear. So maybe. Maybe they are uh, racist against non-hybrid animals. You got to be mixed. Non-hybrid we animals is treated like crap. That feels. Yeah. Oh, there's a few birds. Uh, fish. There's regular fish, I believe. Yes. So. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean. That's not a plug. Well, it's just a just an interesting little. Interesting yeah, I'm just. Scene. I would just say that's a plug, and it it, it kind of fits the the tone yeah. of the show in the universe. So I'm yeah, like I get what you're getting at, but I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, next one, Jet accusing Iroh of firebending because he heated his tea. Now I, <clears throat> so I've actually come around on this. I used to think this was a a pretty big plot hole because. 
Because Jet so dumb, he doesn't realize like every single element and bender has some control. Well, not every bender, sorry. Every element, depending on the bender, has some control of the temperature of their element. Water benders can turn water into ice or they can turn it into steam and any temperature varied in between. I feel like I'm rapping. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, <laughs> the Avatar rap, you know it. Come on, sing along, you kids. You know about the elements? <laughs> we got earth, water, fire, air. What can you tell me about? Dang it. That's what I'm Bosco the rapper. Bear. Uh, didn't, yeah. didn't hit the beat right. Yeah. It's like that the Corona commercial uh, with Sandberg talking to Snoop. Is yeah, that good? Uh, it was awful. <laughs> um <laughs> so every uh so airbenders can control their body temperature by you know they that's why ang ang airbenders can control their body temperature that's why ang is never wearing like a huge coat or anything in the south or north pole he can always just regulate his temperature to keep it warm um, also, I've seen him before blow cold air onto something. This was like before he knew water bending to break chains or something. <clears throat> Earth benders, we know we've seen lava benders before, and then um, fire benders can just do like varying degrees of hot. So, that being said, Jet thought Ira was a fire bender, rightfully so. But I'm gonna go with. I'm actually changing my mind here. I think it's not a plot hole because I think it fits within the character. Two things. I think it fits within the character of Jet to see red flags where normally people shouldn't see red flags, even though it is a red flag. It's a paranoia type thing. Is actually, yeah, he's paranoid and everything. He can't be happy. So even though this is a white flag, it's actually a red flag. He's seeing red flags. We should be seeing white flags, even though it's a red flag. I understand that. I didn't, secondly, but I get what you, I get your end game. <laughs> secondly, if I think about like the benders that he would come across in Bossing Say, so you know, think about the elements. Airbenders, there's no airbenders. Now you're stuck with uh so now Iroh's either a firebender, earthbender, or waterbender. Um he earth lava bending is very, very rare. So then I can understand why he wouldn't think that he's a lava bender um, or any type of bending, changing the different temperature of Earth, Earth being the most stubborn of element, that's the most reluctant to change, makes sense that it's rare that people would actually even want to change the temperature of it. <clears throat> um, the So then it leaves firebenders and a waterbender. Uh, so out of the universe, I feel like fans can tell the difference just by looks of a waterbender and a firebender, but that's not the case in universe, which is why like characters like Sokka and Kukutara can like go in disguise even though they have very brown hair, blue eyes, and tan skin, that they can still go in disguise as <clears throat> as a fire fire nation. Uh, and there's some characters with a little dark, like Match P and Dow has kind of darker toned skin. Um, it doesn't have blue eyes, so. Um, and so, I guess I can I can sort I can can see that Jet would come to the conclusion that Iroh is a firebender, <clears throat> but there's still so I'm I'm gonna say it's a plot convenience because I have to do I have to do some mental gymnastics to get there i think you could even you could you could probably talk me into plug i was leaning convenience just because it does i didn't think about the mental gymnastics to get there that's a good way to measure maybe just that on the surface it does feel a, a little like like gimmicky or silly um that gives it that like something it's it's a little bumpy there's something just a hair off but i really don't have any problem with it so I'll go yeah. between plug and convenience, and I'm leaning convenience, and you said convenience. So I think that's a good spot for that. Uh, yeah. It happens. Those happen. Yeah. Uh, next one. We talked about this plenty of times before, the origin of bending. Oftentimes, like, some people who watch Korra, they're like, oh, there's a huge plot hole. Like, these things don't line up. <clears throat> I think this is, you know, because in Avatar, they said that 
the original benders taught humans how to bend, whether it was the moon, the dragons, badger mold, or the sky bison. And so that's what people thought. And then uh, in Legend of Korra, though, they said, well, the lion turtles gave humans the ability to bend. To me, those two things don't contradict each other. I've said this before. It's like the lion turtles gave people the ability to bend. Those original benders taught them how to bend and really make the element and extension of themselves. It's as if your mom bought you art supplies, but you went to an art teacher, and that art teacher really taught you how to be an artist. Um, you you have you have arms. You have the ability to throw a baseball if you have arms that move, but you might still need to be taught to throw a baseball. Chris, yeah. I like your explanation best. Even if I didn't like your explanation, I would still be totally okay with the idea that like, you know, every different like ethnicity and creed of human has its own different like origin story for the origin of man. Like, yeah. you could convince me in a heartbeat, like, okay, yeah, Cora heard the real story from the source, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. But having no qualms with the idea that, like, these old wives' tales about the badger moles teaching kids how to earth, but, you know, every 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 person everywhere has some of those in their life. So I, I'm at plug. I have zero qualm with this whatsoever. Yeah, even in the commentary of the episode, <clears throat> sorry, The Secret Tunnel, um, Secret Because, you know, the episode goes through the origin Secret of Earth Bending, uh, or the legend of it, if you will, for Oma and Shu, who were like the first Earthbenders. Like, even commentary, Brian or Mike is like, you know, I really love, you know, seeing how these like legends and this lore is. He wasn't saying, like, I really love seeing how, like, we're telling you exactly how this happened. Like, this could just been like, sure, they weren't, they probably weren't the first Earthbenders, but they're probably the first ones who were like, really really good at it that they could make a decision of themselves and stop a whole war who's to say the word maybe there's maybe there's already earthbenders on this other island over here that are direct descendants of earthbending peoples you know direct from the turtle and then also these badger moles you know it's just one of those things like i'm totally okay with the varying origin points and origin stories i still like i prefer your explanation i think that makes the most sense um, as you, I mean, you're looking at it right in the story with Toph, essentially, you're seeing that mm-hmm. happen. Like she has the ability, but then she was taught. But yeah, no, zero. <laughs> this is like this is like half percent plot hole to me at, at a maximum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop yeah. plug for me. Uh, next one. Why won't Fire Nation just kill Aang? <laughs> because like... bad guys in movies don't kill the people they're supposed to kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. So there's, there's a there's a they, but they specifically don't want to kill the avatar. Uh, there's a moment there where Zhao has Aang captured, and Aang is like, "Well, why don't you kill me then?" Or maybe he doesn't do that. Uh, but Zhao is like, "No, we won't kill you because then you'll just be reborn to the next nation." But like, would that be a bad thing? Gives, like, you get, you're just buying some time, and you go find that kid and kill them. Boom! You know what I mean? Like this war is almost like what's your I get. It makes me think of Austin like, Powers really... and Seth Green talking about shooting Mike, like shooting Austin Powers in the head. Like yeah. you just go to the next <laughs> nation, find that kid, boom, it'll be fun, you know. Well, my thing is like, all right, you, you Angus twelve, you should kill him, so he gets reborn to the Water Tribe, which you're already, like, you were already about to like try to take over the Water Tribe anyway. They're very very small, um, but also. The avatar would be a baby. So it won't be able to do anything for at least Aang's age. So you got 12 years. Um, or you can let this kid continue to live. But I don't know if I called it. It's not like a. It's between a plot convenience and a plot plug. Because like I get their, their ration for it. It's like, hey, if we can just capture the avatar, just hold them captive for their whole lives. We can have free reign forever. Just keep them alive until, until we, until they die of natural causes when they're like eighty something. I'm I'm putting it in convenience. I'd probably like on a on a spectrum of plug to hole. I'm putting it slightly on the whole side of yeah. convenience, just because I think that in, like logical evil world leaders would be like, you know what? 
if we can't get him in avatar state uh you know yeah just off him or or even just the creation of this notion of like hey you can end this line by killing uh by killing mm-hmm. something in the avatar state like that that facet itself is kind of the plot convenience in discussion here that that like hey you can't end the line you just gotta do it in the avatar state that's kind of the convenience that we're looking at but i'm okay with it i still it is a convenience it doesn't it doesn't bug me it i'm fine yeah. with it um that's the thing uh and this is from mike thomas mike thomas doesn't know this but one day i'm gonna have him on the podcast uh he's this youtuber who's also talks on twitter every now and then uh cool guy uh he has his own youtube What's channel mike it's called yeah. uh go check that out anyway he wrote on twitter uh Iro allowed the attack on the North Pole to stand side by side with Paku in the finale. <laughs> what was his relationship like with the White Lotus prior to Book Two? Uh, that is that's a great question. question. <laughs> um, like, hey, Iro, like, <laughs> one thing. Let me let me backtrack because I was thinking about this. How did Iro join the White Lotus? Like. He was playing Pie Show one day, and he was like, oh, man, this game's really good. And someone's like, they, they do the whole shtick, and they, I don't know, indoctrinate him. But, like, I wonder, like, in, like, in the ceremony, they're like, oh, so who's getting indoctrinated today? Um, you you might know him. He, uh, he's, he's, uh, Iroh, the Dragon of the West? You mean Iroh, the Dragon of the West, the... The, the prince of the Fire Nation or the heir to the throne who's been waging this war, who is, who he himself has been a general of, he like just uh, tried to take over Ba Sing Se, lay siege for 300 days or 600 days. Basically that the most Iroh, important city in the like, known universe. Yeah, you're talking about that Iroh who's probably responsible for people. Dying. Come on, he is responsible for people dying. I don't, I don't care what anyone <laughs> like. You know, you just still like lead the general, like the head general. There's, there's blood on your hands, and not be the yeah. There's blood on his hands. And they're like, yeah, let's let that guy in. I think um, we, I think it's worth wrapping up this plot hole into something like like wrapping the whole the idea of what he said that the plot hole is like the the timeline of Iroh's arc being being yeah. off or <laughs> them just like flexing it to fit the needs of the show when they need it right so like yeah in this scene he's helping you know attack the water tribe or and 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 then secretly like he had to have already been so that that to me oof. I think I think he joined the White Lotus before the series started. I think right after the siege of Ba Sing Se and Du Ten died, he went, I mean, and the creators say this, he went on a, a spiritual journey. And I think in that journey, he found the White Lotus. Not not founded, like not founded, the White Lotus. The White Lotus he literal found it, for... not founded it. <laughs> yeah. It's confusing English language <laughs> crap. Um, he found the White Lotus. And um, so I think it was that point. And I think throughout the series he's never doing anything that's like blatantly bad it can lead to something bad i feel like with like with secret organizations there is an understanding like hey every now and then you gotta look bad because you're kind of a double agent to look good as long as you don't do anything really really to, bad and as long as something bad yeah as long as something as long as you can prevent something really bad from happening but she does like iroh in the Northern Water Tribe, it's like when Zhao's about to kill Yosha Spirit, I was like, Zhao, whatever you do to that, I'm gonna leash on you tenfold. He wasn't trying to like talk him down. He was like, No, I'm gonna beat your ass if you. I'm going kill to murder that. you. <laughs> um, so I think Paco probably had Paco probably has an understanding of like, yeah, sure, Iroh's there, but Iroh's not really trying. To take well, us can, over. You could be like, members he's... of a secret society together and still hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the, the interesting thing is like between the time that I think Iroh joined the not the, <laughs> between the time that I think Iroh joined the White Lotus and the present time of of them taking back Bossy Say, 
is really only like five years. So in that time, Ira would have had to become a senior member of the White Lotus in that short time frame. I think Which I guess is doable. It's I don't know how they work. I think it takes a only a moderate amount of exercise, mental exercise, to to sort of contrive how Iroh is masterminding the big picture, and that includes some risks and some some ups and downs. And it's it's not perfect. It might be just a smidge clunky. But Chris, I don't know. I, I'm pro- if I'm jumping ahead and you want to go first on one of these, just holler at me. But that's convenience territory to me. I can live with that. Mm, yeah. I am, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with that it's a plot convenience. Wouldn't say a plot plug, because there, I got to do some, again, those gymnastics there. Got to go beyond what's on, hey, what's on the screen. I think you so, have yeah, to I'm convince cool yourself that he's like really big picture masterminding this. And I mean, it's he not is, that that's like, not he, hard to contrive. It just, it, it's like, extra if, level. If you look at, like, how he's mentoring Zuko, like, he's trying to, like, slowly work him into seeing the right path. So it's not like Iroh's ever not on the, the, the right path. And so, like, to me, that's, that's somewhat similar if I look at how he approaches Zuko. Because there's one point where he's like, you have to choose good. And he, he's not like, hey, change with me. He's already a changed person. Um, I think he's already, yeah. So I look at I look at that as being somewhat indicative of of his overarching looking at the big picture type of stuff. Um, yeah, like I said, it's, oh, it's not an immense it's not an immense amount of mental. Yeah. The mental only thing Iro does that I question is in episode two where he throw him and Zuko throw a fireball at Aang and and them on Appa. That's the only thing he ever does. I'm just like, were you sure they were going to block that Ira? He was, well, that's, he's, it's maybe not that he's sure so much as he understands he's going to have to take some gambles to, yeah, yeah. to maintain the facade. But that's where it's still, it is that, like, it's, it's next level <clears throat> enough that it's not a plug to, to me. Ira accidentally kills the avatar. Holy Like, God. like, okay, I yeah, he, he, <laughs> Overestimated Avatar Aang's <laughs> blockability, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, trust me, I will go faster on these later ones. I I sorted these by what I thought I could go fast on. Um, this one's from uh, Solomon. They showed Ozai answering after Zuko asked him where his mother. Oh, they sorry. They should have showed Ozai answering Zuko. After Zuko asked about where his mother was, Zuko asked him, and the scene just ends there. Kind of disappointing for people who didn't read the comics. And so I think when you look at it through the lens of the show, and the show only, because them pretty much what they're saying is like they didn't, they never answered the question of what happened to Zuko's mom. I'm not sure. If, it's I, not the, I wouldn't describe so it as really like... anything. It doesn't. It doesn't it's, affect the plots at all. It's, it's like just, it's a plot hole, but in a different story or in like yeah, a tangential like a, story. Like it's a big it's deal, but not here. It's an unanswered question. Well, I guess so. The plot hole part might be that Zuko seemed no, because at the end of it, Zuko. Oh, that's what he's talking about. Zuko asks, "Where's my mother?" And I mean, yeah, like I said, it is a plot hole, but it's like separate from a, the overall narrative of the show. That 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 to me, I mean, I don't really know what to do with that one. I'm gonna say it's plot convenience because I understand the concern, but it's not integral to to the big picture of this story. Yeah. So I think that's convenience for me. Where you? It's hard. That, that, one, that one's a that one's a tough one. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go with convenience because I can't go with plug because it's bumpy. Yeah. So yeah, just go like it's a plot convenience that we don't get to see. It's convenient like for the plot and telling the story that they don't go that far into it. And to keeping us on a leash, kind of like on a hook with that thing. Like that's yeah, okay, I'm there. We haven't disagreed Brand, yet. Later, later they answered it fully, and then it became a a, a complete. Plot. <laughs> it wasn't even a plot plug. It just was plot at yeah. that point. Yeah, it was plot. <laughs> just existed. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, okay, so th- uh, this one, why did Roku have to die? I still don't know exactly why. I mean, I guess he was tired, and at that old age, like, he couldn't... To me, the Avatar... And you might think the Avatar State would have saved him from that, like, volcano. Um, also, my big question is, why didn't Roku leave when when it seemed like everyone was safe? It could be you could the wrap volcano. those into the same into the same plot yeah. issue yes. that we're discussing yeah. here. Like he he didn't he he should have survived one way or the other. Yeah. And it could be that he was he wasn't sure how powerful that volcano was. Uh, Sozin does say that the, he could feel the volcano from where he was at, which was like you know hundreds of miles away, give give or take twenty miles. Um, as a May Roku was like, I really have to make sure these people get to safety because people in the boats are probably only like a quarter of a mile away, and no, so um, I gotta go with some plot convenience on that one. I'm gonna say convenience because I'm. First of all, your your explanation makes enough sense to me. Of just, I mean, you're talking about a natural disaster. Second of all, this is yeah. another place where anytime you're looking backwards, I feel like there could be some amount of of untold story or just not like not not omitted detail but i just you're you're looking like you're at a retelling and i'm always open to the ideas like there could have been more to it if we thought about it that's convenience to me i don't have major qualms with that yeah and that's what how did you save rava in book two which is pretty confusing and we've talked about this before in our rewrite of it I am leaning. <clears throat> I have to. I'm gonna go with plot hole. Just plain and simple. I love I love book two. I love Legend of Korra. That might be the biggest plot hole in, in it all. Like, how did Janora know all these different things? And I'm gonna call it a plot hole because in the commentary, Mike asked Brian asked Mike, "So hey, what's what's going on here?" And even Mike is like, eh? If Mike starts like he he kind of explains it a little bit, but even that explanation wasn't like a great one. Like I can conceive in my head what was happening, but also I think that's like speculation on my part on what's exactly happening, and so I think it's a plot hole that I have to fill in with my own like knowledge and like what I come up with is like I'll be logically what's happening. Like she can sense like. Oh, there's a little bit of Rob inside there. I can shine a light on that. But also, you got to think, why? How can she shine a light on that? They never explain like how she can do that thing. How she can teleport like over there. That kind of is a a plot hole. I am not a hyper perceptive critic, as if you've seen this podcast more than twice, you probably know. Anytime something feels like pretty abrupt. Like, I mean, it's abrupt or or out of nowhere. It, it just it. Fe- I mean, it's funny because we call plot plug is like the good thing, but it really it feels like it was patched in. Like if you got a big hole in the drywall and you literally got it, like quick, we got to fill that with something. Like how does that? that yeah. I don't know. That's that's the reason that this stands out to me so much as one of the bigger ones in the entire series. Is it just it just feels abrupt and unexplained. Um, and maybe not even a ton of effort towards the explanation. Like you pretty yeah, much have to either yeah. ignore it, which is usually what I do. I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna whatever spirit world stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you either have to try really hard, or you just have to try ignore it. And that to me feels like plot hole signs. Personally, yeah. big yeah. and in this one, I I'm biased because I don't love book two, but I would say this is a pretty serious one that I usually just choose yeah. to ignore. Like, oh, um, that happened. One on here that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and remember it now. One on here that is not, I don't have one here. Um, how did, after Harmonic Convergence, why was Zaheer such a great airbender? Um, I'm completely fine. I've never had an issue with Zaheer being a great airbender because he's shown that he's been really into airbending. Like, he was a fan of Guru Lahima well before uh, he got airbending. Like, he was already quoting him and stuff. Uh, he was already a fanatic, if you will. And, uh, and to me, bending is 
very spiritual. So he probably already had a spirituality of an airbender. Um, and you can tell from his moves, there weren't like airbending moves, but you can tell he was incorporating his martial arts into his airbending. Well, um, I can't hear put... you. Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah where, where are you putting this one? Oh, I didn't say. Um, I'm going to go with plot. Go with plot plug. I'm going to... I want to be harsher because I'm just against his general OP-ness. Um, yeah. Oh, that came out. O-O-P. Yeah, I got to say that. It sounded terrible. Um, his overpoweredness. Uh, so I want to go harsher, uh, but I'm not going to say all the way pothole because what your explanation does make sense. I'm still going to say that it is a convenience that he is so innately good mm-hmm. yeah, like you're you're in prison you're being fed garbage you're trapped uh you know there's just limitations on not just airbending maybe, practices maybe being airbend- even... there's limitations on what you could maybe do that, and or that, improve on helps. at all maybe that helps airbending. airbending is all about giving up your worldly possessions i think he that, had no worldly possessions and that's and that's totally fine and that could be completely right. true I would still I, say yeah, that's that that's up. like the mental no I, that like it's a nice explanation that's, but that's still like the mental work you have to do to arrive at that. So uh, I'm at least in convenience territory. I would be, uh, you know, like like more reactionary. Sean would want it to be worse or more towards the the plot hole territory just because of how good he is. But you pointed out to me in the episode that you even see some progression. You know, in the very first mm-hmm. episode. It, you know, it's it's a it's an even matched fight, um, and even getting beat to some degree, as opposed to the like more nuanced Zahir that we see later. It's a quick progression, but there's like progression, there's growth there. So, um, yeah. convenience, and I have way more issue with what's his name. You know, driving the truck, not do as Zahir ever been in. You know, I don't even have this on that on this list because we talked about it. Too. That's a that's a whole plot hole, Chris. That's not a plot hole. That truck plot did not. Plug. That truck did plot not plug. exist when that guy went to prison. Plot plug. That's plot a plug that's a con, that's a hole. That guy driving the truck. I can't think of his name. Is that, is that Gazan? Gazan. Gazan. Yeah. That's a that's uh, the biggest quick. hole of the whole series. <laughs> What kind of gas mileage does uh, that get? You see any gas stations around here? <laughs> the truck is crap. It's a plant. You know, I never thought about their usage of gas. See? I mean, they must use gas in those, you know, Model T-ish, those, those uh, automobiles. They they got to use some. I, would, I mean, I would find, you know, vendor-friendly ways no, to do it. But, anyway. Yeah, regardless. Okay. Uh, real quick. Hey, that was our first disagreement so far. That was our first different landing spot. Uh, time says travel around the world makes no sense. I, I will never really unless it's blatant and obvious, like it is sometimes in Game of Thrones. But I never really get to like. Sure, it's a plot convenience. Or like, oh, we were here at one point, now we're here. Um, but yeah, like we don't need we don't need to spend time with the logistics of how long it takes to get places. Like, yeah, it's a plot convenience, but it's a plot convenience for a reason. Like, why we don't need to waste writer's time trying to keep track they, of dates and they and also and don't like they never at any point propose that the world is just like all that massive and we don't really know how fast Appa flies you know like there's all yeah, these yeah. these details that these variables that we have no idea you that there again it's not like doing the mental gymnastics it's just that like you don't have to care it doesn't impact the the story and they don't do anything to suggest that it shouldn't work so you just just take it man just let it go that's a pl- uh, plug uh yeah so how much time we got i'm just curious uh 40 minutes 39 minutes Jeez, yeah man. we're okay 40 minutes about to... okay anyway uh the count of how many avatars there are so i think this was a plot hole at one point um especially when when uh yeah man everything pre-rozukin doesn't matter remember <laughs> and when then, we like, didn't you know who Rozukin's like... real name was <laughs> those are the days yeah it's uh Salat or Salif no he was Zito or Zeta like Rozukin was an bad, old yeah. an old contrivance yes. of ours yes yes uh Altar Zeta my bad I'm thinking of some other Altar who I don't know who it is but yeah. Salat is a... we don't anyway um 
So at one point, Roku says to John John, I've lived thousands of lifetimes and learned elements thousands of times. And then, so he, I think for a long time, we took that as, as gospel, as like, all right, yeah, there's been thousands of avatars. And then you get the Legend of Korra and you're like, oh, it's been 10,000 years since Juan. Okay, well, if I do the math, that means the average lifespan, if I stick with a thousand avatars in 10,000 years, the average lifespan is 10 years. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but then I think, I think uh, the Kyoshi books actually, I think, shined, a, added some clarification to that for me. Uh, there's, a, there's a passage in, in the Shadow of Kyoshi where Kyoshi is going over this spiritual stuff. And he talks about how, like, think of the past lives as a flame. And that flame is, like, never the same. Even if it's the same flame, like, the flame changes. So think of, like, Kyoshi herself. That one avatar life has changed a lot over that time. So now you take that and you think about how many lifetimes that is. And like that, you can say, oh, there's been spiritually a thousand lifetimes. Also, um, with some of the stuff from Legend of Korra, you get the sense that people don't know how many avatars have been. Like, wrote, like there's been a connection lost there, and there's some assumptions going around. Um, like, Roku doesn't know anything about Rava, like, because there's been so much uh, disconnection between some of the past lives, some avatars that's going in, in the novels don't even talk to their past lives. So there's been a game of telephone that's kind of been happening, some disconnection happening there. Um, I think there's like 150 avatars because then that makes the average lifespan like 80. And if you look at the like the temple where the statues are at, someone did the math and they're like, yeah, maybe there's like 100 and there could possibly be 160 or something like that. Um, so I think it's been, I think this was a plot hole that's been eventually plugged either through some retconning or just some, uh, which that's fine, um, or other other means. Um, so are you putting it in, in pure plug oh, territory? I'm putting... I mean, you said plugged. I just want to make sure you... I did say plug. Uh, I'm, I'm putting it in a con- convenience. But also, my, Mike and Brian are terrible at math. <laughs> That's like if I was if I was doing it, I, was, I now looked at it and I'm like, yeah, ten thousand years seems like a good actual span to go from this time to this time. Um, I forgot what reason I came up with, but like if I was to do it, I would have just said like hundred thousand years or something like that, just to, so you can give yourself that thousands of lifetimes. Yeah, but if you think about oh, but if you think about like if the world, like how was it? How was this squirrel a hundred thousand years ago? It was way different. Like, it wasn't the same world. Like, I don't think he wait humans might have been around. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I forget. But if you think about a hundred thousand years ago, this was not the same. Like Juan's time felt felt uh, unrealistic, <laughs> and so it. The math never made any sense to say there were thousands of avatars. The math does make sense to say one was 10,000 years ago. The the really only piece of information here that, that stands out is like sort of inconsistent with the other, in my opinion. You know, because even like all the statues and stuff, like that room is a finite room. You know, there's a limited number of spaces yeah. statues in there. And maybe not all the statues are made. Why would, like, it's not like Juan became the Avatar and the next airbender is like, I better make a statue of that one. You know, oh, there is a statue of Juan in there. It, definitely retroactive. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So the, but, like, the only piece that stands out to me that's inconsistent is just Roku saying, I've lived thousands of lifetimes or whatever. That's a figure of speech. That's nothing to me, man. Yes, I mean, yes. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Figure of uh, speech. It seems unfair to call it a plug because it's clunky, but it's like, not only does it barely affect the story, I mean it does, but not not really. You're talking that like Zuko's mom kind of tangent possibility there. But also, I'm just I'm just gonna chalk it up to a figure of speech. Roku in his past lives, he never sat there and counted like how many there were talking yeah. to. So that's a plug. And I, I think figure of speech is a good way to put it because there are figures of speech in the outer universe. Like Wan Ching Tong, he who knows ten thousand things. Like it's not that hard to know ten thousand things. It's hard to probably name ten thousand things you know, but you know ten thousand things. 
but it's more of a sort of figure of speech of he who knows a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff, who's knowledgeable about a lot of stuff. Kiyoshi. So, yeah. so figure of speech. Your your excerpt from Kiyoshi explains the figure of speech better or validates that like yeah, this is a figure of speech. Mm. But like even yeah, without yeah. that, I just I take that as grandpa like just telling a grandpaism or whatever you know like that's fine that's a that's a plug for me i'm gonna take a step below you even yeah uh okay so um airbenders claim to not kill i think that's a uh i think air, i think some airbenders do kill clearly monkey also had like a bunch of fire nation skeletons all around him um it's not really a plot hole i think it's more so a like and just didn't know everything. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know, airbenders as a creed might might not include or yeah. might include like, not Batman, murdering. Batman doesn't kill, but every now and then his actions result in someone dies. Or like you know, uh, if you you have a, a belief system that has some something written down in a book or on two stone tablets or whatever, and it says you're not supposed to, you don't do this, you don't do that. It's like some people and or you are still going to do those things sometimes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. man, maybe I'm getting lazy here, but there can that to me is just, that's a plug. That's just like humans, not at whole yeah. hearing a hundred percent to a creed a hundred percent of the time. Uh, yeah. I mean, Gyatso yeah. just decided like, Hey, I don't kill, but I self defend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Next one. Uh, Azula being able to lightning bend even though she had inner turmoil like at the final Agni Kai. Because when Iroh explained lightning bending to Zuko, he was like, you gotta be like in peace with yourself. I think this is one of those things where she unlocked it while she was very in peace and balance. And then once you unlock that that chakra, if you will, it's unlocked. Like, you, you know, the, it's it's out. I, I, I'm fine with that too, also just yeah. kind of being a plug. And I'm also gonna say that 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 they present fire bending very nicely in a way that like yeah you can just like rage do stuff and be better and more powerful at stuff but then Iroh's teaching like the right way to do it and it is and, you know I don't think there's a single means to that end so plug yeah uh next up <clears throat> why didn't Aang just prove to the ticket lady that he was the avatar you remember in Serpent's Pass when he's like, "Hey, I'm the Avatar," she's like, "Get in line." There's, I see five Avatars a day, and there was like a bunch of Avatars yeah. lined up. Like, Aang, I, I want to say this is a whole because Aang could have just proved by like air bending and earth bending, uh, and water bending that he was the Avatar. Um, it's also one of the things I was like, I don't care. Like he, one thing he would have gone. It would same thing would have happened anyway because he would have solved that couple. Well, they have that couple it, couldn't have. It wouldn't have affected the plot of the story. Yeah. Um, like you know, I I will agree that if you say like, yeah, I should have just done it. Like, yeah, no, I'm actually the avatar. Here's the air pending trick. Maybe that lady still ignores him. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. But it, I don't think it changes anything. So. I guess I. I mean, I guess plug. I, He's, he's a kid that, oh, yeah. like, lost him. interest, yeah. Um, why didn't I, I mean, try explaining logical oh, stuff to, a, like, an 11-year-old in a stressful situation, you know? Yeah. Uh, something was said, um, and I got some of these things from past, like, Reddit things and website forums. Uh, something wrote, how does Saga have knowledge about outside of the South Pole? Like how to like put your ear to a tree or something like that and see if someone's coming. To me, that's the easiest. Like people have gone outside of the They're South out, His Pole dad is outside of South Pole right his now. Dad's man. All the time they were, yeah. World tradition. Back and like, hey, yeah, yeah this is how you do this and this. Like, come on. that's that's simple. That's a plug. That's yeah. not even yeah. Chris, uh, can I call the face? What? Oh, go, go ahead. I'm just gonna start the the next one. Um. Well, I was actually going to say, I have one. I don't think it's a plot hole because I think there's an easy answer that I'm just forgetting. But just remind me at the end. Yeah. We'll talk about it. You can tell me what the easy answer is. Okay. Hope you remember when we get there. Or you'll just all wait. You can just go ahead and say it now if you want. Sure. Well, so 
uh, when when they when Azula thinks she kills Aang in the Avatar state, I would mm-hmm. say it's always it's always bugged me just a little bit that you can be knocked out of the Avatar state without being killed. Like, hey, if you kill him in the Avatar state, the whole Avatar cycle ends. Is like, okay, but then you can also just be like knocked out of the Avatar state. I don't I don't know why, and I don't think that's a whole, but it is a weird. Like, like the rules of being alive in the Avatar. Like, by all accounts, it just feels like he should have been dead. Like, why why didn't he oh. die, you know? Um, well, wait, what do you mean knocked out? Like, uh, like he just got knocked out of like, the Avatar state instead of being killed in the Avatar state, you know what I mean? Oh, why didn't... Why didn't oh, just, I get Yeah, it. why like, didn't so he die why... is all it amounts to. Um, so to me... <clears throat> Rob, actually, I think that is, might be a plot hole. Um, the whole... As we learn in Legend Core, the whole reason why you don't want to die in the Avatar State is because if you die in the Avatar State, that means Rava will die. And if Rava died in the Avatar State, that would break the cycle of the Avatar. Now, Aang's... I have to do some mental gymnastics here. So if I think about Rava, I think about Aang's soul. Or whoever, so Juan, so Cora, so everybody, so they are like permanently fused together. So when Azula shot him down while he's in the Avatar state, like Rava's manifesting herself in the Avatar state, Rava would have died just as Aang died, because Aang did die. Like, and, and Katara like brought him back. Well, actually, I'm not sure. That's like, see, that's that's another part of it. It's like. like... That's yeah, I like don't necessarily what... believe that Aang died. Actually, I don't. Man, I think about. It. I don't believe Aang died because that was the case. If Aang did die, Rava would be disconnected. She already him. separated. She, she already gone. Yeah, she would have been separated. I don't know and even which if one Aang came back. It's like I have problems with both sides. It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't think he did die because Rava would have been separated, se- yes. separated from him. But it feels like he did or should have died. Like it feels like it. Should have killed him. Maybe he was about to die. He was like on those one percent on his phone battery. Well, and so that's why I would say, after a time, I'm going to say like convenience, not not plot hole, because you you can you can jump to that notion like, well, he was pretty much like if you let him lay there another second and he's like dead, dead. But you know what? She got to him just in time, and and the brain was still active. You know, you can yeah work. So I'll I will go to convenience. It's just one of those things that always bugs me a little bit. Weird Avatar State rules. Anyway, I interrupted you. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. No, that was a good one. I didn't have that on the list. And I was afraid that you would have forgotten by the time we got to the end of it. Um, I probably would have. Let's be real. Uh, Cola Face Hiller got his timing wrong. When he's talking to Aang, he's like, I stole your loved ones some 800 years or so ago. And while he's talking about Avatar Korok, because um, he shows her face, his bride's face, which was actually more so about 400 years ago um i'm fine like oh like he probably doesn't keep he's he, he, he seemed unsure he was like 800 years or so ago time like, passes differently like in the spirit world yeah sure that too or he's just like not that concerned with time so it's i don't even think it's a plot. i just think it's just a plot plug like it, yeah it's, i'm it's just nothing. gonna put like you you can convince me that in different dimensions that time functions a little differently, and I can accept that pretty easily. So, yeah, uh, here might be a big plot hole. How did the Fire Nation reach the Air Temples? Like they didn't have a bison because for a while, Angle's like, "Oh, the only way you can reach it is with the bison." Um, you could say a dragon, but I don't think they had that many dragons. Uh, but how many dragons, dragons does it take only... to get a, an army to? You know, yeah. be a peaceful nation. But the dragons, the dragons weren't like that that big that they could like. That's true. They're pretty modest sized dragons nation. compared to what I'm used yeah. to. Yeah. Um, the other thing is like maybe the reason why Sozin was waiting for Sozin's comet was so that firebenders would be strong enough to like, per- to, like propel, propel yourself. Up. But like that's to me that's not likely either because we've only seen like two people able to do that and that was like John John well three John and that's with Sozin's and these are uh with Sozin's comment. Well John John 
Ozai, Azula, and that's pretty much it. And those are like three of the most strongest firebenders are. So these like scrubs probably won't get that great of firebending to propel themselves up. I'm going to give it convenience, but I'm going to defend it against uh, Plot Hole for a couple reasons. And uh, the couple is that, one, it would only take a couple people getting up there to get ropes up or, you know, whatever, like, to, to get the next person. And then, two, is I wonder if there's got to be, like, a precursor to a hot air balloon, right? They already had, like, they were powering ships with firebending and things, so they, like, had semblance of technology. Somebody out there discovered at one point in time that hot air rises, so, like... I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk it up as had, convenience. I, I think they definitely didn't have air balloons because that one Fire Nation guy was like, "Oh, this, when you found the air hot air balloons, oh, this will lead us to many more victories." Like that was like the first time they thought about that. But I think on the other scale, I think they might have some type of inventions to at least scale better, or maybe they really needed. The Sosa's comet, so they can take the harsh conditions of those upper. Yes, they can just climb they... better because they're more powerful yeah, they and better, better control. It. Yeah. Uh, also, when Aang said only Bison can get up there, it's like okay, that was, uh, you know, a, a young child's knowledge a hundred years True. ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna mark it up as convenience because it's a good question that I have to think about a little bit. I'm, I am, like, in the middle of plot hole and plot convenience. Probably more so leaning towards plot hole, because I just now thought of the whole, like, oh, now there can be better climbers because they, cause they can keep themselves warm from the elements. I just, of, I think of, you those. could contrive enough unique ways that you could get a few people up there for a, 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 the start of an ambush, and then you bring a dragon full of, a handful more people, you know. Um, I don't know. I'm convenient. I respect your decision to lean towards plot hole. <laughs> Uh, okay, so how would the Fire know that the Avatar escaped the Air Nomad genocide? To me, I think uh, Sozin would have known that if he killed them, he would have triggered the Avatar State, and that would have been the Telltale Zone. But I guess you're still running that chance of Avatar State not triggering killing someone there, because they killed everybody. They killed people who were Aang's age. So he was doing kind of what we said to do earlier, right? Which he was just like, yeah, was, like man, buy me he, a decade. Yeah, they, um, I mean, yeah, I'm just okay he, with that line was, of thought, I guess. I mean, he was looking for the Avatar. I and he's probably we don't know what order he killed people. You know, he's probably hoping to trigger it, but it's like, okay, if I can't find an Avatar, number one, right? That's like objective one. Yeah. But objective two is like, all right, if you can't find an Avatar, just kill them all. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if I have any any issues with that, personally. I, th- I think I have a plot, I don't know, convenience there. Because it's like, all right, well, yeah. It's it's inconsistent, uh, maybe, with behaviors. Uh, no, I'm staying plugged. I don't have any issues with that. Yeah. All right, this last one here is Toph was able to recognize May and Ty Lee disguised as Kyoshi warriors, even though she's blind and never actually met them. Or heard the sound of their voice. Which I guess that is... Uh, act Like, I... Give me convenience like before, for recognizing something's different. I mean, I guess that Toph... I never thought about it, but I guess Toph... The closest she would have come into contact with May and Ty Lee would have been in the episode The Chase. But Toph was with Iroh. Wait. Why wasn't... Off. But she did go back and see them in that episode, right? Like she got back to them in that episode when they were, yeah, having a, a, so a I guess, tussle. Yeah, so I guess, I guess tough. Never, I mean, to me, that yeah, sure, it's a plot hole, but also I don't care. It's so small. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna divert to that like, that like uh, sixth sense thing of you know, Kyoshi warriors are, are Earth Kingdom people. Toph's got, she's educated, she's got heightened oh, senses okay. of 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 feel from being an earthbender and seismic sense and even her hearing and everything like she, she could just have noticed and felt that something was off and different. And I would buy that. Um, I'll go convenience. Cause I got to think about it as mage. Uh, what did you land on? Did you say hole or convenience? Uh, no, I'll go hole because I just, I just go hole. 
But yeah. also, it's a hole. It's a small hole. It's a hole. It's just one that's over there. Like, you don't have to walk over it. You just... Yeah. It's all the way over there. Uh, I can live with that. Nothing else. Do we have any other plot holes? I was trying to think of some. It feels like we were shorter. Like, we had much more of these in Avatar The Last Airbender. And I think that's just, like, familiarity and... Yeah. Less of the oh, some more build-up, you know what I mean? Yeah, one big pothole that I've, I've argued with people about. Some people are like, "How the heck does that is it here unlock this ancient thing that's never been done before?" Like, but it has been done before. Yeah, it has been done before. Um, and also, there was some question about it. That is the part that I'm like the most okay with buying in terms of Zigir being OP. <laughs> yeah. Just in the sense like yeah. he he did have twenty years to sit and meditate. Like I can live I can live with that part. Like he he, mm-hmm. he sat around meditating on this ancient fantastic airbender that did this really cool thing. Yeah, I don't know, I don't have any real sincere issue with that outside of the general issue I take with him sort of being OP across the board. Yeah. I keep Anything saying 20 years. Like... Is that is that right or is it is no, it 20? Um, I just didn't care. <laughs> what is, what, how long are they It would there? have been like so they kidnapped Korra when she was probably about 3 or 4. So uh, Korra 14 years you can take. Book 3 is about 18. Yeah, so about fourteen years. Okay, maybe thirteen. So no, outside of his generic opness, o o power overpoweredness, which I'm not gonna say the other one anymore. <laughs> I don't have any extra issue with the flight. And damn, is that a good uh, episode? Any, any other like any plot holes you see in like Legend of Korra book one or two? Yes, or or any of Legend you know. Uh, I mean, a lot a lot of people talk crap about book two. Um, which you know we that one's that one's messy but you can chalk most of it up to you know like spirit world shenanigans like okay <laughs> um yeah. and some things like some people might ask like well how is core able to like bend the energy within ourselves and to me that's like supported by the lion turtle before saying like oh before the elements people will use to bend the energy within ourselves like to me that's supported by core being able to do that um you know, most of mine Everything that comes to mind that bugs me a little bit just tends to be overpowered characters. So like, like Amon being like such a, such an elite, elite bloodbender is like how did he get so good at bloodbending over? Was he practicing on stuff or like that that nobody ever would have thought to notice or think about him being a bloodbender or like Aang with the energy bending? I'll say that I won't say it bugged me, uh, but it's something yeah. I always thought just like okay, he just invented a new kind of bending just for this moment, you know that. That was I think that is a plot. It's a very they yeah, use ex machina like that's a very plot convenience. Like you just happen. You have two choices, turtle. and then you just get to invent a third choice. Yeah, <laughs> like that. You can convince <laughs> me that that's a that that's a whole. I mean, they explained it. They, they, they did. They're like, hey, I got it from this lion turtle. They did. But, well, actually, no, because but there's the never time, been like how, how the heck did the lion turtle give you specifically? Hey. Did everyone else have it and they just weren't using it? Is is there this whole world that? But that's the part where it's like it's convenience at a minimum. Um, mm-hmm. but I would say the things that bother me the most tend to be things the characters just getting to do things that it doesn't that feel unfair. Um. Yeah. Which, you know, we've already hit most of the big ones there, so. Yeah. I don't think there's any more Legend Core, just to be fair, because I, I do think we had more from. Uh, weirdly enough, because I think more people find more potholes. Uh, or people have more issues with, like, story. Spirit Vines being. Spirit Vines being, like, a tangible source of, oh. of, of energy or. or... One potential uh, plot hole, um, like Toph and Katara does not be involved in anything. Like Katara wasn't involved in the Civil War. Toph was like, "I'm too old for this stuff." And Book Four, um, that is, it's like an easy out. So I can see that as being a questionable. But I mean, plot but we choice. see in the Avatar universe, the old people can still fight. Yeah, Dude. that's that's. 
My like and these are like masters. Like Paco was still like serving people up. Katara does seem a little bit more old and timid. Like she doesn't seem like she has any spry in her. They they bill her as a an old lady. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, so that, that feels like, like yeah, a... I can still kick butt. I think it's... A convenience of... Yeah, I'm going to go convenience for Katara and then a slight hole for Toph, even though she's like... Because the reason she gives is like, you got to leave this for, for the young kids. Like, it's for the new generation. Well, she was like, fighting... That's a terrible I... excuse. <laughs> It it is, but she also just been like fighting battles her whole life. So she might be saying one thing, but what she really feeling inside her heart is like she didn't have the motivation to try to help people anymore. What did she get? So I'm still convenient there too, but I get the like, concern. She was like, "Don't tell Cora," but after fighting her, like I am wore out. Like she might have asked this many physically. Could be. Not. I, it doesn't there. bother me a so ton, yeah, but I like the question that. enough that I'm going to respect it as a convenience. Oh, yeah, I'll switch it to a plot. I was, I was kind of on plot hole, but I think I'm going to go plot convenience a little bit, especially with Katara. I don't see Katara her. Katara yeah. no signs. I don't see Toph's like, motivation of, of being there for a number of reasons. So. Yeah. Zuko's out there still trying his hardest. Which just feels like a Zuko Lotus. thing to do, you know? That feels yeah. very Zuko. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good topic. I liked it. It was like uh, it was like ships, but fun. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm getting we're we'll eventually get the ships. I I still have to ask this uh one person. Oh, darn, I forgot her name. But you people in your ships. you people in your stories. Until, I think um that's my plan is that's Valentine's Day have Legend of Korra ships episode. There you go, yawning, because you're already bored. By the... I'm <laughs> sick that day, man. I'm sorry. I can't make it. <laughs> uh, um, well, hey, thanks for joining us. If if we missed any giant plot holes, or if you disagree with our answers, be sure to smash the like button. Um, let us know what we missed or what you think about our reactions down in the comments. And if you enjoyed this, we would appreciate a like and a sub, always very welcome. And the little bell thing that I never use personally. Um, okay. You don't do the bell. I turn the oh, bell on. Do the bell thing. I turn the bell turn on the bell. for your channel, uh, but outside of that, uh, I got. I got. I, I haven't made a video in forever. Yeah, the you bell goes off. Upload something. I go <laughs> upload stuff on your channel, and then I go to my channel, and the bell's got an icon by it. Uh, makes me feel good. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Nah, it's fine. But hey, Chris, thanks for the idea. This is a great one and for pitching all the all the plot points in there. And thank you all for listening and or watching. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. I like, Chris, uh, closing song better than opening song. I like the closing. It's better. It slaps harder. <laughs>